You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby, and you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes every week. And I am so thrilled to have Moni from Mixing with Moni on the podcast this week. We're not recapping the shows. I'm going to do another solo one because I know Beverly Hills was crazy. I don't know what to believe. I don't know when stuff was filmed. My head is spinning. But before we dive into that, I want to take a moment to talk about Potomac. You guys have told us to get into Potomac. We started getting into it. Then COVID hit and we dove deep and we are so in love with Real Housewives of Potomac. And we know there's a lot of you who feel the same way, but there's a lot of you that don't. It's like a 50-50. People either love it, obsessed with it, or haven't started watching it yet. Season five is premiering this Sunday. So Moni is a Potomac expert. I have her on to talk about past drama, what we think is going to happen, and then our plea and the reason why everyone listening to this podcast and everyone following us on Instagram should be watching Real Housewives of Potomac. I hope you enjoy this episode and listening to all that Moni has to offer. She lives in the DMV area. She just lives, breathes Potomac, you guys. She's so passionate about it, and I know you're going to love it. I am thrilled for many reasons. I'm thrilled to be discussing Potomac. I am thrilled, though, to be discussing it with Moni from Mixing with Moni, who I want to say you are like, I I can't think of the best word for you, but you have convinced so many people to watch Potomac. And as I start watching this movement happen, this shift of everyone being thrilled for Potomac, I think Potomac might be one of the highest rated franchises for season five of all Housewife franchises. I'm like, Mani started this. So like to be talking Potomac with you, it's like I have goosebumps. Oh my God, Abby. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about it. Listen, I've never claimed to be anything other than an overzealous hometown like fan of this show. And it's it has a really personal connection to me. But every time I would go on any podcast anytime I would you know even as small as I was starting out and I was wishing to get out there I always just wanted people to watch this freaking show and I was like you have to watch it and for those that did I was like great we're gonna talk about it we're gonna really convince your fans that they need to be watching this we need to be talking about this I was like we gotta get in there I was in DMs like I I was in y'all's DMs like you gotta watch you gotta watch I know like it was, it was, I think it was like slightly before quarantine. I started watching season one and then I was able to accelerate that viewing because of quarantine. But the thing is so many people are like, why now are people watching it or why do people care? I think it's a couple of reasons. I think personally, Bravo didn't do the best job promoting this show. I feel like it was one yeah. of those like, Oh, it's not a top franchise. Also, the problem was at one point, you know, now because of COVID, we're all like itching for these days, but there were a lot of times where there were four franchises going on at once. And then you'd have like below deck or you'd have Vanderpump rules or a Southern charm mix in there too. And it was, it was just a lot. And I, I love Bravo, but I can't watch it every single night. We all like every now and then we need something a little bit more serious or a little more lighthearted. And so I just never felt like, uh, like, oh, this is a franchise I should watch. Cause to be honest, like they weren't really on watch what happens live much. Bravo wasn't promoting it. So I just, it never crossed my mind. I also think though a lot of people are watching it now because we're realizing that 
to be an ally and to be a supporter of the Black Lives Matters movement doesn't just mean posting a black square. It means promoting and amplifying black voices and giving them the space to do that. So in my, I also think, you know, in my opinion, a lot of people are supporting Potomac as a way to amplify the black voices on the show. Absolutely. And I've, I've made it really clear that, you know, I have a, a highlight on my Instagram page um, of black owned, you know, businesses and accounts and shows and things like that. And I've said it a lot of times, you, we have to get in, become normalizing. We have to get into normalizing, circulating the black voice throughout our homes, throughout our kids' homes. Like it's not just about seeing us in protest because I think it often will create an idea to kids and to other people that there's always this need to 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 save someone or that there's always some kind of trauma surrounding it like as if it's somehow like hard in a way to like to be black and although there is a lot of you know difficulty in simply existing and being accepted sure there's a lot of things that have been put in place to kind of oppress us even to this day it's still, I love being Black. It's a fantastic thing. I mean, people feel very comfortable in their heritages and who they are, and as do we, predominantly the time. We just don't want to be interrupted, you know, with some kind of trauma. But that means just simply watching the, sh the, the shows that we create watch, and listening to the, our voices on podcasts and things like that. Watching something like Potomac on Bravo is still doing something for this movement. It creates ad dollars for these women for this show it pushes them up in the slot it tells bravo you cannot ignore a money maker like this we have to put more money time energy promotion into this into this franchise it works with atlanta it literally the more people that watched it bravo can't ignore it so they have to give it all of its display because it's their highest rated show so they have to so mm -hmm. it really does something when you watch even just the show you know that has a cast that doesn't look like you it's a learning experience without us having to basically tell you what to do without us having to teach each other we can learn just by simply watching and you, if you watch in Potomac you can get a lot of good stuff out of it I'm it's a, a yeah. hilarious amazing show it's entertaining. It's not like, oh God, this is like so uncomfortable and hard to watch, but I need to, to educate myself. No, it is the best show out there. It is so entertaining. You will laugh. There are heavy moments, but these women don't shy away from anything. The other thing that I think for me watching it as, you know, a white female is yes, I know that there's a lot of differences. I'm aware of my privilege. I, you know, I, you talk about when you were pulled over uh, growing up, going on a you know, road trip with your family. And I think, God, I only remember one time my family was pulled over and my dad was speeding like hell. So, you know, like it, to me, it's like, I don't have that. I can't relate to that. I, I sympathize. I want to know more and I want to change it. But I also think we need to celebrate our commonalities and watching these women. I'm like, okay, we might've had different challenges, but I can relate to Robin. I have two crazy boys. I see her juggling their schedule and I think that's mm -hmm. going to be me one day. And so I think it's great to recognize our differences and the fact that our struggles and our stories might be a little bit different, but there's also a lot that makes us the same. And let's celebrate that too. Yes, absolutely. I've always said, it's like, people tend to shy away from shows that don't really look like them. I mean, and, and to be fair, as a black woman, I don't really ever have that option. Every world that I walk into, unless I seek it out, is usually consistent with people that don't look like me. So to see, you know, I do it. I watch all these other franchises and none of them look like me. So how you do it is you simply watch and you focus on the plot. You focus on the characters. You focus on what they're doing. And it's, it's, it's much easier to talk about and enjoy that way. And in a lot of ways, they're all so similar. That is the point and why I really like that Bravo is trying to diversify their cast and stuff like that because there are so few differences. I mean, the whole premise is that they're housewives and moms. That's the point <laughs> of the shows. Like, they're all going to have that in common with some other housewife. And I love to see the different ways that they mother, the different ways that they are wives. And that's something that I would like to celebrate because no one person, no one woman is the same. And that goes the same for Black women. They all have very different experiences and very different definitions of being Black. And they don't shy away from it, but they also don't focus on like, hey, it's just really hard to be a Black woman. No, they're living their life and they're lit, okay? <laughs> women have a great time, but I love that they're just authentically themselves 100% of the time. 
Okay. So clearly everyone listening, we love Potomac. There are so many reasons why you need to be watching, but like the whole point of this episode is if you, it's been a while. So if you need a recap, we're going there. If you have not dove into Potomac, you do have some time to binge, but if you don't find the the time to do it this weekend, you've got kids, you're busy doing other things. Just listen to this podcast and we're going to kind of dive through past drama, what we think is going to happen. And then at the end, we are giving a, we're each doing a plea as to why we think everyone should watch. But I want to dive into past drama because you were talking about how, you know, these women are the same, but uh, they're also so different. I, the best part about Potomac to me is every single one of these women have different occasions where they have been mad at one another or and they've been upset with one another but the best thing about these women and i think ramona needs to watch potomac even though she doesn't like giselle she needs to watch it because these women are like okay we're gonna sit down at this table and we're all gonna talk about why we're mad at each other and we're gonna move on from it and other things are gonna come up but they really do address it and i love that these women are like we're doing this as a group we're not gonna do these one-offs and playing the telephone game like I, Giselle, uh, I think it was either season three or season four. She was like, uh, Monique was like, I don't want to have this conversation right now with Ashley. It was season three because of the whole drinking allegation. And Monique, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Giselle was like, no, no, Monique, we're going to talk about this as a group. I, I just, I love that about them. I could not agree with you more. I find Potomac to be refreshing in that they don't move at the speed of lightning like New York where they're over something before they've ever really addressed it to where at a certain point, it becomes almost like a passive aggressive situation. Like we think about this current season of New York and what happened with Dorinda and Luann and Luann is outside of, you know, the Berkshires, like bawling her eyes out, albeit not real tears, but she's just <laughs> like crying uncontrol- uncon- uh, uncontrollably. And the very next, she leaves the house and the very next day, Dorinda just calls and goes, I'm sorry, I love you. And was like, I love it was, you too. Yeah, and then, it was the rosé. Rosé happened. I'm like, it was what? the rosé. And I'm like, okay, but like real harsh things were said really hurt each other here. But it's not, we, maybe we shouldn't just be over <laughs> it the very next day because you can't just keep throwing up my mugshot and think I'm going to be okay with it. That's not cute. Like, I don't want to have a friendship <laughs> like that. And what I like about Potomac is that they don't move at the speed of lightning like New York, but they also don't harp on something and carry it all the way to one season to the next season to the reunion to off the reunion like Beverly Hills will do they kind of let it play out they talk to each other and then they decide to bring it to each other like they'll sit down and have a one-on-one or they'll have you know a group situation and that's one of the reasons why I don't have a favorite on this cast or someone I hate I tend to like all of them not always equally but you have someone like Giselle who didn't just talk to everyone in season four about Ashley's husband and allegations that he was <laughs> grabbing butts yeah. of people on the He couch. liked big butts. <laughs> What'd she say? Michael likes the big butts and he cannot lie or something like that. <laughs> exactly. But she's not just, you know, talking to everybody else about it. She sat down with Ashley and was like, so you're okay with the butt squeezing? And I, my mouth just dropped <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed that she would ask this question. But, what, but that's the point, right? Is that she brought it to the person's attention and Ashley and her were able to have a conversation about this. I was like, I believe he did it. So it's not even a hearsay. It's more, we are all friends. And that means we got to keep it real with each other, even if we don't like it. Okay. So this is going to be a really tough question. And I, as I'm like thinking, I don't even know how I'd answer it. (laughs) Pick your top three, uh, like confrontations, arguments, like top three sort of like battles amongst the women of Potomac. And it could be across all four seasons. Any of the past four. I actually think I can do it. I actually really do think I can do it. Um, my number one uh, is number one best or number three best? Number one's best. So go number three, like, go three, two, three. one. Yeah. Okay. So number three would probably be um, the Monique and Candace at the, uh, was it the Hoedown? Hoedown, barbecue. Uh, yeah. Yes. 
uh, that drag me, Monique, because I think we're going to see it manifested, as we know from all the blogs and all the headlines, that Monique was like, I will drag you pregnant and all. She waited until the baby, baby Chase was safely delivered. And if you have watched any of Monique's Instagram, oh my God, that baby is adorable. So I'm very glad the baby is here. But as we know, things apparently manifest themselves like a year later. So that is my number three, because I have not seen how that plays out yet. But I love that it's a nice preamble for like two seasons <laughs> later. That's great. Um, number two would be everything that's gone down with Giselle and Karen uh, between, you know, the home situation, but really the whole press conference with no press. Where, <laughs> oh, my um, God. No it's... one was allowed to ask questions. <laughs> She's like, I am holding a press conference. I'm like, you are just talking to your friends in the presence of <laughs> right. a lawyer. Like, it was Who's hilarious. not even a lawyer? He's like an yeah. assistant to a lawyer, to an assistant or something yeah. like that. And Giselle is ironing on really, like, <laughs> tacky uh, printouts of Karen's of the digs and shade at Karen and her was it like situation. free Uncle Ben, free Ray? Yeah. Oh my god, so <laughs> that was amazing to me because she took off her blazer and was like, "Here you go, here are my things," and that really just set Karen off, and I love that. Um, and then number one, hands down, season four, Ashley versus Katie, where she tells Katie, "You need to fill the void between your heart instead of the void between your legs," and I just. I've never in my life had anything <laughs> have anything that truly touched me in such a way. And the way Candace is like scooting off and she like I love that because I'm such a Candace and a Giselle in a situation. If anybody knows the scene I'm talking about, literally they're walking over like they're tiptoeing, like, oh my God, this is not going well. Abort, get back to the resort. <laughs> and as soon as Ashley delivers it, they all go, oh no. And they just know. It is toppled over. And that entire season, I mean, that entire fight, that whole day, that scene was really epic. It was a turning point for all of season four. That entire day, just at that one liner, it really, it really resonated with me. It really did. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's a good one. I feel like Ashley's been in so many confrontations, like Ashley and Robin, Ashley and Karen, Ashley and Katie, Ashley and Monique, <laughs> Ashley and Candace. She's a complex character to love. Yeah. God, I like, okay. So one of my favorites is, and like, I like trying to reflect back on like what really started it. Monique and Candace would be my number three. Like, I just felt like it was so weird that these two didn't like each other. And I love that Karen on their trip, where did they, were they in the Bahamas or where were they? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And she was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to arrange, first of all, that will lead me to my number two uh, favorite like drama fight because it spanned multiple seasons. But, uh, so number three is Giselle and Monique and they just, for some reason got off on the wrong foot. And Monique is not one of those people is like, she is not going to apologize for who she is. She also isn't going to play the game of like, Oh, you're an OG. I, you know, I'm going to respect my elders. She's a very respectful person. She's one of my favorite housewives, but I just like that. She's like, I'm not going to play the game. I came in here season two Mm -hmm. and I'm just as much an OG as you are, Giselle. But my Mm -hmm. favorite- Rapping at the Willard. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then Karen's like, you know, I I think the best thing for these women is I'm going to arrange a day where it's just the three of us on this. I forgot like what the crew was called. It's some like boating crew. And they did these like weird things where they were like running under the sail and on this net and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, only Karen Huger is like, I'm going to strand these, like, I'm going to leave these ladies stranded at sea and then they're going to figure out their drama. But they kind of did after that. Like, I remember thinking this is going to be awful. And it did seem like they turned a corner uh, for the most part. So that would be my number three. Number two, Sharice and Karen. I just, the whole fact that their fight really started on co-planning versus planning the trip. I mean, I just feel like on other franchises, we don't see the inner works. Like somebody's a host and that's just the end of it. But we all know that like Bravo really planned everything and they're paying for it all. Potomac, these women legitimately like plan the trip. They put a lot of time and thought and effort to it. We saw uh, when Ashley did, uh, is it Nima Colon? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Nima Colon in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I did. 
you have oh yeah it's it's a pretty yeah it's a pretty popular like destination for this area of um being in the dmv the dc maryland virginia area which is where we all are nema colon is a popular place it's definitely expensive i can see why they would all love love to do it because it's a place they frequent and so is bethany beach which is where they went in i think season one Yes. At Ashley's Beach House. Yeah, that's a very she had like I felt so okay, we're getting a little off topic. I felt so bad when they were <laughs> making fun of Ashley's house because she had a room with two double beds. I'm like, have you never been to just a I don't want to say an average, it's, it's above house. average, but it's a beach house. Like you're not gonna it's a have second home. <laughs> I'm like, what was she supposed to have? Seven king suites? Like, come on, people. Yes. I I remember as a young kid. First of all, we never flew anywhere because uh, I'm one of three kids. Not that that's like that big of a family, but back in the day to five, to fly five kids was really expensive. And then you had to rent a car and all this. So we, we drove our minivan uh, from St. Louis down to Florida or like around the Florida area. And I remember one of our beach houses had two rooms and there was like a king suite, which obviously my parents got. There was a room with two twin bunk beds and there was a pullout like sofa sleeper. And that's all we had. And we were thrilled. Nice. So I'm like, ladies, a double bed, trust me, is a step up from a lot of beach houses with all of us who grew up uh, going to just your average beach house that you were thrilled about. You slept in a twin bed or on a couch. So I I just love that they gave her through her shade for that. But anyway, number two, Sharice and Karen. I, because the one thing I love about their kind of like fight and feud is that it would, it would kind of reach its peak and then they would have like these heart to hearts and you think like, oh, like that's like kind of nice. They're like, trying to mend it. And then whatever was said in those heart to hearts got thrown back at you the next time around. And I just, I think whenever Karen's involved in a feud, it's like watching like a very exquisite, complicated dance where it seems like it's just effortless, but you know, it'd be impossible to learn it. Like Karen just, there's an art at how her kind of like fights and confrontations happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then God, number one, See, I think my number one is going to be Monique and Candace because we saw it in season four, you know, Candace is, uh, I'm sorry, Monique is very pregnant. Candace is chirping at her. The other thing too, is like those two started off as fast friends. When Candace was introduced in season three, it was like Monique and Candace were best friends. I really thought Mm -hmm. that it was going to turn into a uh, and Ashley feeling like left out. And I don't think Ashley and Candace's drama has anything to do with the fact that like they were fighting for Mo- Monique's attention or anything like that. But I was just so shocked in season four when we start, like we see this happen and you saw pieces of it actually at Nima Colon when Monique was kind of changing her story. Like, well, I tried to give Candace advice and she just wouldn't listen. Like, well, you kind of told her to go after these women. and it, That was your advice originally. So you, you're seeing this happen. But the other thing too, is like looking at season five, we all know that the big fight happens, uh, that there are assault charges that I don't know, like they're lingering or Candace threatened it, Monique threatened it. There's a lot of legal stuff going on. These two have a huge, huge, huge fight. And we, I think that's going to be part of season's fight of focus, but we've been hearing from a lot of people and we've seen a few things like that's not, this isn't like a Beverly Hills people. Like we're still going to get a bunch of other stuff. But I think just knowing what's going to happen and I have so much like just intrigue and interest in watching how it all plays out and the buildup for it and basically a repeat of what we saw in season four, my number one will be Monique and Candace. Yes. I think that that is, that's going to be something that we aren't expecting. I don't think it's going to be everything. I think that these women just don't let that happen. I don't think they ever truly devote all of their attention to one thing simply because they just still have so much going on they're not the oldest or the youngest cast but they are relatively still very active as parents and as wives for those that are married and actively looking for those that are not so we're not gonna it's not all we're gonna get I feel because they still really are involved in their own lives and that's one thing I've always loved about Potomac because every time they do individual scenes things are happening we're getting information it reminds me a lot of New Jersey like whenever we would they would film individual scenes Mm -hmm. and they're at their homes we're getting the kids the kids reactions to things like Jennifer Aiden we get the mom is there the mom doesn't accept the the son and then we get the progression of like they have individual storylines that aren't and I really appreciate more than one arc in a season and I that 
the Candace and Monique fight, albeit it's going to be very important to the season. And I think we're going to get, we're going to need a lot of buildup for it. I think we're going to see that it's one of the many things that it can either make or break this group, but it's not the only thing that can make or break this group. I love what you touched on that. We see the families. I think I look at other seasons and honestly, what housewives tell us is their, their biggest complaint is their role as a mother and wife is like, so pushed to the side like, you know, they're not full-time housewives, you know, like, I mean, they are wives and they have a house that they're keeping, but like being a wife and managing children, like there's a lot to that. And we really don't see that on OC or Beverly Hills of New York because all of them have grown kids. So it's, it is refreshing to see that. And I, I love how you drew the comparison to New Jersey. Cause I think the men of Potomac could rival the men of Jersey. And I love the men of Jersey, but I mean, yeah. Juan, I mean, they don't shy away from showing embarrassing, challenging, right. not good parts of their life. They're like, we signed up for this. And where I feel like other franchises, it's like, Oh, the, you know, whoever the, the, lead female is of the family. So like, you know, a Rena or, uh, God, Vicky or, you know, it's like, it was like, she really wanted to do it. I'm kind of along with it, but I'm not going to show everything. I want my privacy respected. These women, I mean, it's like the whole family's really in it. And I, I love that. Like for those out there that think, God, I'm a mom and I can't really relate to Lisa Rena because she's just running around selling QVC and going on trips. I get it. I can't relate to that either you can relate to Robin. You can relate to Giselle. You can relate yes. to Monique. Like I just, you can relate to Ra, uh, to Karen. Even Karen. She yeah. has a daughter in college. She has an older daughter with a, she's a blended family. Uh, and uh, you know, Monique has three young kids, like literally was pregnant last season and you have uh Candace who's not pregnant, but, and doesn't have any kids yet, but she's a newlywed who that was something that, you know, her husband said that he wanted one day at the reunion last year. Like, that's something that, you know, we'll, if, they're, if the show continues, if they do we'll decide to it. have a family, we'll yeah. see it. And that's pretty epic to me. And Giselle has teenage kids. And, you know, Ashley had a new baby. We've all seen baby Dean at this point. He looks spitting image to Michael. I think she's done, like, side-by-side pictures it's on creepy. Instagram. And it's really creepy. And what I loved about this show is they the leaks anything that does leak that we do find out in 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 the media it's not something that they really play off of like you know we knew about the whole Denise and Brandy situation we knew about the whole Lucy Lucy Apogee situation and then the women started to play off of it and on social media and really like play it up so we could get overexcited whereas with Potomac we've seen things that we've seen that oh there's a final end goal with Robin and Juan you know it was it was leaked and the people were talking about the ring and everything but that still makes me want to watch because I'm like wait so how did we get here from season one and they were just literally living in the same house and he did not want to be with her to I'm sorry there's what there's a ring what are you talking about and then just oh we've seen her have more than one boyfriend who you know we watched her try to find love and allegedly she's back with her 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 baby's like her baby's father like the pastor that cheated like the she wrote a book about this man like she wrote a whole book and she yeah he's a mega church pastor in atlanta so i'm like every time i see her in atlanta i'm like can you go you better not leave this show you better stay right yeah where you are (laughs) you better not move for you And I just, I really have always appreciated that no matter what we find out in like the press or in social media, I mean, Ashley's husband apparently had this big scandal that was all over everything. Again, not the first one, the second one, um, we see it and I'm like, okay, so what is going to happen with that? Because that definitely probably happened while filming. What is going on? So I love that we get interested, but we're not we don't feel like it's not a priority to watch because a lot of times I'll let, you know, Beverly Hills just kind of like slide onto the DVR and I'll get to it. And that doesn't help its ratings, but it's like, I know what we're expecting here because this is all you told me to expect. And so I have to decide every week if I care or not. And at least with Potomac, because each woman is developing their own storyline, their own family, their own home. It's like, I know I'm going to care about something. Oh yeah, this is what I saw. Oh, I remember reading about this. Yeah. What is going on with that? And I, I really enjoy watching and feeling um, like I can be a part of the journey for them. Well, and the women address it head on. I mean, we like, yes. like they will sit down with Ashley and be like, 
so we like, they almost like pull up their phones. They're like, all right, well, here's the article. How do you feel about this? Where Beverly Hills, OC, New York, it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, like, let's pretend like what happened in Potomac was happening on their franchise. It would be Giselle telling Robin, Robin would tell Monique, the three of them would then chat about it. Somebody loops Karen in. They're going to have a dinner where they just like dance around it. We're going to keep seeing all this buildup. Maybe the fourth to last episode, somebody is like, we know about this. And then Ashley like loses her shit. They, you know, that's the end of it. And it like, that's all there is. No, these women just like, they don't dance around. They address it head on. And then they have so many other things going on with their lives. It's like the focal point isn't just one thing. There are so many different pieces of it. And I mean, I love that like Ashley has basically said, like, she's not, she's telling us he made a mistake. We don't know if that means he cheated, he got drunk and like was flirting or, I mean, we don't really a hundred percent know, like confirmed from her, from him, but unlike other shows, you know, she's going to talk about it this season. You know, she's going to tell you what really happened and you're going to like see it all play out. That's the best part about Potomac. I, I absolutely could not agree more. It's like, I, like I said, Giselle sits down with Ashley before gossiping with everyone and goes, so are you okay with the butt squeezing and the butt grabbing? And uh, Ashley's like, so you're under the impression that he did it. And, Gis- and Giselle's like, so are you under the impression that he didn't? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because they were like, we've seen it before. We saw with season one with Andrew, Katie's boyfriend at the time. You know, they're, so they're like, we got to bring this to you. And they address it early in season four. I mean, Ashley finds out, I think, while they're shopping for costumes or something. And it's like the she's third like, episode. Oh, girl. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be a big thing. And they're like, yeah, we know. So we're going to talk about it now so you can see everything that comes out with it. And I really appreciate that. I like it that they do that because it also leaves a lot of room. This is Patty, but this is the housewife lover in me. It leaves a lot of room for shade. And yeah. I oh, think yeah. the Potomac ladies are some of the best shades throwers I've ever seen and the reason why they do it so subtly Karen does it without blinking she'll do it in yeah. her confessionals like back a little arched hands folded on her left left face yeah the, side profile yeah you know and just giving me shade and I'm like <laughs> I love it's it something you can't you know you can't write some of the things that they say to each other about each other and they always will do it to each other's faces well I mean Karen literally saged Giselle walking through the door she saged her (laughs) god that's such a good moment like oh the the other thing too I would say so we're talking about like a lot of stuff that gets leaked on social media and through the press and stuff and so it's like oh I know what's going to happen it makes it worth watching because they actually you know address it and the other piece though is yes a few things get leaked but every single season there are things that happen that we did not know about as much as Monty and I and all of these Bravo accounts stalk these people. I'm like, I, I'm aware that it's a bit of an addiction and a problem, but Potomac is maybe one of the few where there's not some big, where there is some big surprise outside of what we see. There's, they, yes. they show, they show a lot. If it gets leaked, they're like, all right, watch. Cause you're going to see this play out, but also watch because there's a lot of stuff that you don't know about that you're going to see. And like, I go back to Juan um, finding out that the man he thought was his dad was not his biological father. That whole piece, like that wasn't leaked before. And I don't like, no. I think I'm like, God, if that would have been Mauricio or if that would have been, uh, I'm trying to think of like another one. If that would have been, God, all the New York women are divorced. So I can't, <laughs> I can't really think of like a valid one. <laughs> but Juicy like, Joe. Well, Juicy one of the Joe. Joes. Yeah. I mean, we would have that actually would have leaked prior. And like, and it's not fake, Melissa. Yeah. Not fake finding a sister oh, God, that a psychic that told sister. you about. Oh, God. Juan really did have to, you know, figure that out for himself. And, you know, Ashley really did go on a journey to Georgia and get rejected by her father to not talk to her. Like that was real. That was so heartbreaking to watch. But that we didn't know that. We did yeah. not know that that was going to happen. So when we see it, we're genuinely interested in hearing what they have to say about that after and this is where I give Bravo like a, a little bit of slack or um I, I try to I try not to over critique them but I'm like this is why you need to give them more 
of a voice because I, although yes you want to invest in women we already know you can easily spread that wealth because you know we're going to watch the Ramonas and the Kyle you know people are interested in them but if someone's watching someone like Ashley find out where her dad is and use his own siblings to try to orchestrate a meeting between the two of them and he shuts and locks the door in her face and looks at her and shakes his head no I want to hear from her about why what that made her feel like I want to know and if she's willing to talk about it we need to talk about it I want to hear <laughs> interviews I want to hear her do press I want to you know say it at the reunion it needs to be a segment like that's a major deal for me because that's something that most of us have not I haven't seen something like that specifically that real since Nini was trying to find her father on Atlanta years ago yeah I mean yeah everything else I can think of was like so fake staged force like Melissa and the sister uh god what else? like I mean they're so phony I can't think of any other ones but yeah I mean Atlanta and Potomac give you these real journeys and these real stories and it's it's definitely it's and like can I say the Potomac women do it seemingly relatively sober which is not direct shade in New York but it does get <laughs> it to is a shade of, that is it, I mean it, it kind of is it does get to a point where I'm like uncomfortable, where I'm looking at these oh. women of a particular age and I'm like, or at any age, and I'm like, is this healthy? This doesn't seem good to black out every week. Like, I, it doesn't seem right. I've talked about it a few times on the podcast and I talked about it with Kate Casey too on our Patreon episode. I have this weird, like I shift back and forth of loving New York and the antics and also feeling as if like I am enabling these addicts and like I feel a sense of guilt and responsibility for the fact that these women clearly have drinking problems. But when the Potomac women get a little too drunk and Monique, you know, downs a bottle of Camus, it doesn't happen every single time. So I'm like, okay, maybe she drank too much, but like she did it one or two times. It's not like a continual every single episode, somebody's hammered. And you have, like you said, you have great sober scenes. Like I don't have that sense of like guilt and responsibility for these women the way I do with New York. Yep, absolutely. And I think that we're seeing a situation go down where there is no central theme around New York and where they're in Beverly Hills, there's almost too much focus on one theme to the point of annoyance because you're almost like, why does this matter? Like, why, like, why did we dedicate all these episodes to this? Because at first it's like, oh, we're going to see this play out. And then it's like, okay, but so like I mean I, I get it you you want to like expose Denise but also so what like who cares yeah. like, I know it's like, kind okay, of like the so, thing at the end of the day I'm like she hooked up with another girl oh well like okay. it's not and so oh did she cheat on her husband okay so Kelsey Grammer cheated on Camille like all of season two. Oh, wait, what are we doing like okay well also so, Aaron like, got a Aaron got a happy ending and she's gotten happy endings with massages like are those is that not considered cheating too like I just am like is it right. really I that big of I just a deal? want to know what the difference is. Yeah. Like, what, who cares? Like, I get it. We're supposed to care. But also, and I said this on my recent episode with um, Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. At the end of the day, we just harped an entire season on someone who's not on the cast. So I'm not really <laughs> invested in caring because Brandy's not on my cast. So in, in a lot of ways, if Brandy never talked about it, if she's trying to clear her name so that we, you know, don't think of her as a cheater, sweetie, you're not on the show. We would never have known had you not said anything. Never would we have known. Whereas Potomac, it's like they all, what they're doing and what they talk about happens in front of us. They bring it to the stage. It's between the women who are full-time casted or who have a history with each other specifically. Because even with Katie and Ashley, Katie was there since season one, so was Ashley. So they still, they have a history. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the girl's husband likely touched, allegedly, the, the, the girl's boyfriend. So yeah. <laughs> we have seen a history that it makes us invested because we're, we don't just go, okay, so they're friends with each other. When did that happen? There's no question mark. Yeah. There's no question of when they fell out or when they made up. We're watching it change and it's consistent. And if you did not see season four party with her husband straddling her to keep her from talking that butter knife at Ashley, you have not watched Thrilled, period. Any reality show. And you're like, oh, this is just not that exciting. You need to see the dinner party where Ashley and this, we're in your mind. Get out, goodbye. I loved that.
And I'm like, are we going to ruin your mom's table? It was so unreal. Good. Like you cannot write this down. It, one of the best things that I've ever seen. It's not my favorite scene ever. Like I have a fa- like an absolute favorite moment, but that was a, it's really up there for one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh God, it's so good. Okay. So we've touched on our favorite parts, what we're expecting for the upcoming season. So, I mean, if that has not convinced you to start watching Potomac, we are each going to give you one final plea. So Mani, you've got 60 seconds. I'm not really timing it, but what is your final <laughs> plea to, for everyone to watch Potomac? My final plea, and I'm not going to tell people where it is because I want them to binge it. If you have not seen Potomac and you want to watch, in season four, we have talked loosely about Ashley Darby's husband, Michael, being charged with um, uh, allegedly assaulting or sexual assaulting inappropriate touching of a cameraman on Bravo. Um, he's a Bravo cameraman, and it was something that Giselle asked about. They all asked about. It was something that broke in the media, right? Somewhere in season four, the production decides that they were going to air the footage of what happened. The, uh, and it's all audio because he touched a cameraman. And you hear this cameraman tell Michael sternly and quickly, do not do that again. Do not touch me again. And I remember dropping what I was doing. Like I put the knife down. I believe I was cutting cucumbers. I don't know why, but I put the knife down and I was like, I cannot hold any utensil while watching this because my hands were shaking. I was like, wait, what is going on? Because they decided that they were just going to air the receipts. They had them. They wanted people to know. And then they got to the reunion. And I was just like, I've never seen this done. And I think that this is so important because it wasn't enough that we talked about it all season and Ashley gave her side and the women were like this is real we should be paying attention to this they were like here's our side and they broke that fourth wall and they said listen for yourselves and you tell us what you think and they never told us they were going to do that and I think that's important because Beverly Hills they tell us that Denise is going to break the fourth wall and try to get you know everything shut down and same with Teresa uh, this past season they told us in the, the preview before that she was going to try to ask production to not air this they did not tell us that they were going to do this and they were going to air this footage and this audio of Michael being asked not to assault a man allegedly with his own hands. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, but the man asked him not to do it. And I think that is so important. And I'm like, wow, thank you for doing that because it really shapes what side you fall on. It helps you get more invested in the show. Oh, I mean that if that's not enough for you guys want to go back and at least watch season four, then I mean, which is the best season of any time we can't, yeah, we can't convince you to do anything. All right. So here's my final plate. So you're trying to decide if you want to start watching Potomac or not. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should watch it. First of all, there's nothing else on TV right now. People Beverly Hills (laughs) is terrible. We're watching old seasons of ladies of London because we are desperate. So, I mean, first of all, there's nothing out there. What else are you going to do on a Sunday evening? Watch Potomac. It doesn't even compete really with any other like major things happening except for big brother, which I know. So that's going to be a Sunday thing. DVR it, pick which one you want to watch live. No big deal there, but like, there's nothing else to watch. Watch Potomac on a Monday night, watch it on Tuesday night, DVR it, watch it. Number two, Monty, you're touching on this, the breaking of the fourth wall. We're living for this. We love it. Like at one point it was like this whole, like, let's pretend like the cameras aren't even there, but as more time has gone on, we're like, no, these, these producers are right there behind the scenes, coaching them, asking them questions and their confessionals. So we're seeing them ask the questions. We're seeing the fourth wall broke. Potomac has been doing that since season one. So if you think Mm -hmm. about it, we're just now we're on what season, like, are we on season 11 of Beverly Hills or 12? Yeah. 10, 12. Oh God. I don't know. Cause I know they did 10. I mean, it might be 11 or 12. It's been a long time people. So I think it might be 11 or 12. So you think about that. It took Beverly Hills 12 seasons to do what Potomac did in one. So we're now on the fifth season of Potomac. It is basically like watching season 25 of Beverly Hills, like in a good way. So Beverly Hills is still trying to catch up with what Potomac did from the start. So if you love the fourth wall being broken, you'll love Potomac and binge watch the previous seasons, but you will see it in the fifth season as well. Number three, 
when they bring in new people, they, it's not like this awkward, oh, they're forced into the group. These women that they bring in are amazing. Like when you watch even season two, season three, I would be floored when I watch season two. I'm like, wait a minute. I keep forgetting Monique is not, has not been around since the beginning. These women seamlessly fit in. They do a great mm-hmm. job. They create drama without it being this like forced, I'm trying to get ass back for next season. They, that's not their goal. Their goal is just to show their lives. And I love it. You look at season three with Candace and it's the same thing. You're like, oh my God, I feel like she's been here from the beginning. And we can say Dr. Wendy, who is probably the most intelligent person on any Bravo show. Oh my show. God. She is a I professor. Don't know how she said yes yeah. to this. She's a professor at Johns Hopkins, people. Like she is so smart. She has her PhD. She is Dr. Wendy. And um, I, she's we- She's a political commentator on Fox. Like she's <laughs> on the TV. She's legit. Doing a yes. job. And she's coming in as a new housewife for season five. And she- it's going to be the same thing. You're going to think like, oh my God, she fits so organically into that. So those are my three reasons for watching. I'm going to summarize it. For those of you that are in sales, you're like, oh, she's like following the uh, Franklin Covey method, but here I go. So number one, again, as a reminder, there's nothing else to watch. There you go. Number two, fourth wall has been broken from the beginning. So it's leaps and bounds of where we're at with other housewives franchises right now. And then number three, the new housewives always deliver. And we've got a new one this season with Candace. I mean, sorry, with Dr. Wendy and you guys are going to love her. So yeah, I feel like I need to take a deep breath. Manny, Amani, I feel like if people don't watch Potomac after this, there's not much more we can do. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's simply if you like nice things and if you do, watch it. If you don't, have fun in Beverly Hills. I mean, you get great outfits out of that. So yeah, but Potomac is a dream. I think we can all do together. It's still very new. And if you remember where you were and how much you feel loyal to those early seasons of New York and OC, listen, we're in on the ground floor again, people. This is the time. And I always say, people, if you don't want, if you didn't really latch on to season one, it wasn't a housewife show yet. You've got to start that is for background season two and beyond they truly evolve and that's what we love love evolution we love no pun intended because there's evolution media only <laughs> we would know that, that. <laughs> only we would know that <laughs> all the production companies are though so, uh is not that but we love an evolution we love a progression and that is what we have with potomac and you'll have fun i promise you will have fun you will laugh and find yourself really enjoying the tv again and that's important Yeah. I think we all need, it's like, we all need a distraction. We need to be aware of what's happening in the world. So we're not, you know, ignorant, but like every now and then you need a distraction too. You need a laugh. You need something lighthearted. This is the best way to do it. So Moni, and this is my last like tie in. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. This is, it's like, you're, you're still doing something very important, even beyond just like giving your time and viewership to a cast of black women, you're learning without being taught. Like, it's like being immersed in a world. It's literally like immersion. It's what people do when you go learn a new language. They say the best way to do it is to go to a new country, right? If the very first time you ever heard of a kitchen was watching Sutton and Garcelle talk about it, it's because we're not watching enough things that incorporate other, other, you know, women in diverse cultures and in our world. That is something that was, it's so regularly said in my house. I was surprised it was something that people don't know, but that's just the, the mere, the mere fact. And it's like, Garcelle was impressed because she didn't know the Sutton around people who talk, who, who, know, who know what that yeah, is. She's like, oh, I know things. what a kitchen is. I'll be honest. I had no idea. I had no exactly, idea. and so watching something like Potomac, it's like it's literally immersion. It's no. you're in it, and so you're just gonna pick up on it, and all of a sudden, you've now found yourself sensitive to the understandings of different kinds of people, and you now understand that there are things you don't know, and it's easy to learn them because you can simply watch and have a good time doing it. So grab some bubbly, that's what they hold. They hold champagne. Get some champagne, some prosecco, whatever. And please, guys, watch Potomac. Oh, thank you, Mani, so much. Okay, let everyone know. So we're going to post this on our podcast as well as Mani's. Uh, so Mani, tell everyone where they can find you. Of course, you can find me. Uh, if you're not already listening to this on mine at Mixing with Mani, um, anywhere you podcast, listen to Romance of Bravo. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Mani. M-I-X-I-N-G, W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And I am on Facebook as well now. And I did start a Facebook group. So you guys are welcome to join. It is private, but I accept everyone because I know we all come in peace. 
Love it. And uh, for those that are listening to us on Mixing with Monty, I am Abby with the Real Moms of Bravo. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo and uh, listen to our podcast anywhere you're listening to Monty as well. Thank you, Monty, so much for being here. Thank you for a year ago introducing Potomac into my life. Like I don't know what I would do without it. And uh, guys, we can't wait for you to flood our DMs telling us how much you love Potomac on Sunday night. I am so invigorated and just motivated after listening to Monty. She's so passionate about Potomac. She loves it. She's been on our show a couple times and was telling us, girls, you have to watch Potomac. And I talked about the, the glory days of when we had four housewives to watch. And, you know, I just never really picked up on Potomac. There wasn't a ton of advertising for it. And God, like, it is just such a good franchise. The women are so great. You'll love all of them. I personally love Robin. She's just very relatable for me. But you guys, it's just such a good show. I hope after listening to this, if you haven't thought about Potomac, now you're going to watch it this Sunday. It'd be great to binge it and watch all four seasons. But, you know, they always do a recap at the beginning. So if you miss a little bit, you'll pick it up. I just, I promise me you guys will watch Potomac. We are going to watch it live. It's going to be on our Instagram. So make sure you're following us at Real Moms of Bravo where you're going to hear all of our hot takes. I recently did another uh, investigative work. You guys know I love those things and went all in on a reshoot that happened on Beverly Hills. I'll just, you know, I go off on my tangents. We share what we're thinking about Bravo. So make sure you're following us there, but also make sure you're subscribing to us anywhere you podcast. If you're listening to this right now, just go click on our name, click subscribe. So you'll be alerted anytime we have new episodes coming out. We just started our Patreon page where we're going to be diving in a little less uh, filtered. We'll give a few more hot takes. So for $5 a month, you can get a weekly podcast episode uh, and learn more about what we really think about some of these housewives. Some tea will be spilled. So with that, uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. We truly, truly appreciate it. I know I'm speaking for Vanessa, but she feels the love and we can't wait to have her back on. But the most important thing is to give her some time to recover and just enjoy those newborn snuggles with her new baby. So soon enough, you will not just be hearing my voice, I promise. But also thank you guys for bearing with me, listening to the solo episodes. Honestly, just... Our uh, Real Moms of Bravo family, we really are feeling the love and we are supported by your guys' support. And I know that doesn't make sense, but I think you know what I mean. So with that, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful soothing jets and all your stress seems to melt away like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.